Welcome to the Beyond the Sermon podcast. Over the next 20 minutes, our goal is to dig deeper into the themes and topics of the most recent Sunday teaching. We'll look to tackle some of the challenging kinds of questions that you may be thinking as you heard the message but didn't get the opportunity to ask the teacher at the time. So whatever you're doing right now, at the gym, driving, folding laundry, whatever it might be, we invite you to listen in as together we go Beyond the Sermon. Well, welcome everyone. My name is Will Heron. I'm the Director of Discipleship at The Ridge, and I'm also your host for Beyond the Sermon. And with me today, I have Ridge Director of Family Ministries, Doug Applegate. Doug, welcome to the studio. You bet. Thanks for inviting me in. So, Doug, this past Sunday, we took a break from our study in Luke, and you had us in the Old Testament, Book of Deuteronomy. And from there, you were reminding us again that it's not only about just listening to God's Word. We have a lot of opportunities to do that, but it's also about living it out. What's interesting for me is, I think particularly in the West, the Bible has never been more accessible than it is now. And not only that, we have more resources to help us study the Bible uh, than ever before. So why do you think it is that so many people find it actually difficult to live out the teachings of the Bible in their everyday? I don't want to butter you up, but that's a really good question. Mm -hmm. And that's one of those that we could head in probably all kinds of different directions for a really long time. And it was hard for me to kind of answer at first because you, I don't know if everyone knows this, but Will preps me with his questions. Yes, yes. So I have a chance chance to think about these a little bit, so I'm not just improving the whole thing. Um, But I really kind of approached it more really personally because I'm like, well, man, I don't, there's so much out there on this getting in people's ways. But I'm going to kind of answer this twice. The first, the question is, why is it so hard? But I'd say it's actually easy on one hand okay. because I feel when we're really have fallen in love with Jesus and are, have been adopted into God's family, that's where that transformation takes place. Mm-hmm. And there's something in us that wants to be kind and compassionate. When it comes to living out the simple commandment of loving God and loving others, I think it's kind of easy. Like that's kind of what it boils down to. Mm-hmm. And again, once we've been transformed, that happens. Mm-hmm. But your question is also a good one because it, it wrestles with the idea, the idea of, okay, after we've been transformed and my heart has been changed and I want to follow God's commandments, why is it still so hard? Right. And okay, so one of my thoughts is very personal. It's because I'm wicked lazy and selfish that way. And so if I have a chance to like lay at home and watch TV, like that's You're going to take it. Yeah, that's, that's my drug. Like, uh, like right. I'm, that, that just gets me. And I think that gets to the point of why does that get me? Because the devil's out there to ruin my life and to try and stop me from following God. Mm-hmm. So he's going to attack me where it's going to be the hardest for me to battle him. So again, for me, it's being lazy. For other people, it's being super busy or right. like literally drugs or or something else. But he's going to find that place to attack you to get you to start to think selfishly. And mm. I think that's why it's hard, because we're in a flat-out yeah. brawl yeah. with the devil and all of his guys trying to mess us up. Mm. You know, So, I mean, we're in a fight. For sure. One other thing I was thinking about in, in terms of this is one thing that's really evident in the Bible and through the whole story of the Bible is the fact that as human beings, I think we have... We are naturally inclined to do what we want, basically. Yeah. Uh, when you think about the whole story of the Bible being about rebellion and reconciliation, so on the one hand, people just saying, "Gotta hear what you're saying," but 
I'm actually just going to go and do this and do mm-hmm. what I want. I mean, that's kind of the story of the Israelites, really. Yeah. But then on the other hand, God's grace and offering like reconciliation and being in relationship with him and having a heart that's transformed. So I think that's another, call it force or power at work, if you will. You know, we talked about the spiritual powers, but then there's also this this leaning inside of us to always want to just think, I think I'd rather just do what's comfortable for me or what works best for me. Yeah. Whereas God invites us into true life and life to the full, I I want to say, just thinking about just the great encouragement of Jesus being, in the Bible, what's called our high priest, right? Um, that he is able to sympathize with our weaknesses. He, he's walked the life that we have walked on this earth, and he's faced all these temptations. And so that just changes the game. Not yeah. only is Jesus saying, come follow me, he's like, I know what you're walking through. I've experienced what you're experiencing. And by the power of the Holy Spirit, we can overcome those things. We can um, defeat the enemy. And we can also say, Lord, give me the strength just to say no to that laziness or no to that desire and to turn and follow you. And man, that's the good news of the gospel. Yeah. You know? So, yeah. Can I move on to another question? Because we only got like 20 minutes. (laughs) Uh, I think we kind of I think it's always a good problem to have when you just want to keep talking about it. But um, I want to highlight a couple of verses you quoted from Deuteronomy 6. And it says this, These commandments that I give you today are to be on your hearts. Impress them on your children. Talk about them when you sit at home and when you walk along the road, when you lie down and when you get up. So I want to ask you just two questions. First one. How can we go about making the Bible a central central part of family life? And I'm thinking of, you know, younger families even. And then second, what are some of the ways you've gone about making the Bible a central part of your life? Okay, good. Um, I want to give like really good practical answers. Sometimes I hate when you listen to people talk and they give kind of ideas, but they don't really tell you how to do it. Right. So, so I'm going to give you the idea first, but then I'm going to tell families how to do it and, okay. and how we did it. Okay. So the idea is that illustration that, I think a lot of people have maybe seen this when you're trying to fit a lot of stuff into your life. And it's the illustration of having a jar and having some big rocks and a bunch of little pebbles. And mm. the little pebbles are the good things in life, but not as important. And the big rocks um, are, are the important things, like right. God and family and you know that kind of stuff. Right. If you dump all the pebbles in first, the way this illustration plays out, you can't fit the big stones in, the big rocks in. Mm-hmm. Then I've seen somebody empty the pebbles out of the jar, put in the big stones, Mm. and then they pour in the pebbles, and they go around the big stones, and you can actually fit everything in the jar, Mm. when previously it didn't look like you could fit everything in the jar. So the idea is get the big important things on your calendar, Mm. and that's that's the practical advice. For me, got to get it on my calendar. You know, my wife will ask me to do something. I'm like, hey, if I get it on my calendar, it, it, it's done. It'll happen. Mm-hmm. So finding that time to have a movie night with your family. Put it on the calendar. Don't just say, hey, we should do this and watch right, this right, movie right. Or, or just spend some time together. Because that's not going to happen. Other, those little pebbles are going to get in the way and other right. things are going to come up. So put it on your calendar. Family night is this Friday. You know, we're going to put the phones down and we're going to hang out, play games, whatever. Um, the idea of getting it on the daily calendar of reading through uh, one of the Bibles with your kids and your kids are smaller and you have that bedtime routine, mm. make that part of your routine. It's on the calendar. It's like you're telling your friends, you're out with them. Hey guys, I got to be home at nine because I'm tucking the kids in. Right. 
that's on my calendar. It has to get done. And part of tucking my kids in is I talk about their day, I make sure they brush their teeth, and then we read one of the Bible stories. I'm glad your kids uh, went to bed at nine, too. Sometimes <laughs> I feel guilty about that. <laughs> nah, man, you got to pick what works. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And, but, then, but then that becomes part of your schedule and part of your routine. And again, getting it on, on the calendar for those other things that, that you want done. Um, yeah, I know growing good. up, I'm old enough that Growing up, we used to have family dinners like every week mm. or every every night of the week, it seemed like. Mm-hmm. And now just life is different. And I think it's it, it just is for a lot of families. And to have that dinner time every night of the week is probably impractical. Mm. But that's where a family could look and say, hey, guys, we need to get in three of them this week. Right. So there's no practices on Fridays. Kids, I know you want to go to the high school football game, but we're going to have dinner first. Mm. We're going to put it on the calendar, and then mm. right after family dinner, you can go to the high school football game. You know mm. that kind of thing. But yeah. again, for me, the practicalness of getting it on the calendar. What about for you, then, personally, uh, in terms of the Bible reading and things like that? How yeah, I tried to. I'm sorry, that last one like didn't. Oh no, it was good though. The, the the Bible aspect of it. But my point is, if you want to work in. Bible time, whether it's a for sure devotion, God intentionality, games, yeah. you know, the hang time cards we have, whatever that is, yeah, the intentionality. For me, I like reading the Bible like they're letters, and so I have personally gotten a couple versions that have taken out chapter and verse. Okay, because originally the Bible wasn't written, you know, right, with, exactly. It was just written yeah. as a as a no letter. Chapters, no verses. Yeah, yeah, and it didn't doesn't have the headings and stuff in there. Mm-hmm. Sometimes kind of throw you and, and tell you when to stop, and you're like, oh, okay, I guess this is when I'm supposed to stop reading. And so I like getting a format where I'm seeing it as just a letter. Yeah. And then I'll read it pretty quickly all the way through. Mm-hmm. Again, like it's a letter, especially f- New Testament stuff. Yes, the, yes, yeah. The Philippians, 1st, 2nd, 3rd, John, mm-hmm. you know, kind of them shorter ones. And so I just kind of like reading it kind of in one one push. Mm-hmm. And then maybe going back and diving into something that was deeper, highlighting, circling something that says, okay, I'm going to come back to that mm-hmm. and and read it a little bit more intentionally. Mm-hmm. But there's times I just like to to read it as a letter, just like I I got it in the mail from somebody. Yeah. No. That's something I like. I think that's really cool. So one last question, just toward the end of your message, you shared about ways to talk about God, not just with our kids, but with others. And I don't know about you, Doug, but I think sometimes in certain family circles or with certain friends, God or like spirituality in any sort of sense is like a hot button topic. Yeah. How would you recommend kind of approaching conversations like that? Or you think of family members in your family? Yeah. How do you even approach that topic, yeah. really? Two ways. One is I make sure my attitude is in check. And by doing that, I'm thinking to myself, I'm going to share something, not because I want to change your mind. Mm. I'm going to share something just because it's part of my life. Right. So the example there is you run into a family member, um, at a family reunion, haven't seen them for a couple months, you know, and and you're catching up and like, Hey, what have you been up to? Okay. If I've been on a mission trip or if I've had some really fun outings with my guys group, Mm -hmm. um, I'm, I'm going to share that. Oh man, well, let me tell you, I went on this trip with some guys from church and went up to the boundary waters and we did this, we did that. Mm -hmm. I'm not telling them to change their mind. I'm just telling them because that's a part of my life, you know, or you run into somebody at work and on Monday they're like, Hey, how'd your weekend go? Oh, sweet, because I ran into some friends at church that I didn't get to normally see. We've been missing each other. We got to catch up a little bit. Just talking about God as a part of your life, because he is a part of your life. And mm-hmm. again, not with the attitude of, I want to get you to go to church with me, right? but you're just sharing because that's what's happening 
in your life. Right, right, you know? right. And then I started to think, okay, what if you have someone in your life who really just doesn't want to hear about it? You could even mention that. And they're like, ugh. Bring it up church again. You right, know? Right, <laughs> like, right, like they right. know enough that God is a part of your life. So you just don't want to bring it up. For that, I would say you lean into the part of the teaching, the Shema that we were teaching about where it says, listen, and then obey is the mm. important part. To obey and act like Jesus to that person. Mm. And maybe you don't mention it. And in my in my lesson, I was talking a lot about how you have to follow God and do it. But then you also have to speak it, and it's both. Mm-hmm. And maybe for those people, you don't speak it with words. Mm-hmm. And, but instead, you're forgiving them when they've been a huge jerk to you. Right. You know, right. you're super kind to them when, when you're together. Yes. You know, and, and you're watching your mouth. You're watching your attitude. You're letting them see Jesus, mm. you know, giving them time. They need help. Moving, you know, they're moving, and it's like, oh, man, I don't really want to go hang out with them. I don't like them. We always have problems. Okay, well, buckle down. Mm-hmm, <laughs> you know, right. What would Jesus do? He's going to go help that person. So you need to go help that right, person right. you work with, that family member that you just don't talk about God at all with, but you have got to act it out with them. And this might put some pressure on people, this kind of last part, but it's the idea of like, that's game time. Like, you can't mess up with them. Mm. Granted, we get forgiveness from God. We're not going to always live perfect. But if mm. you can't talk to God about this person, and when you're interacting with them, you're not showing them patience. You're not showing them self-control. You're not watching your mouth around them. Mm. And they are just flat out not seeing any difference in you compared to their non-Christian friend. Mm. We're blowing it. Right, right. Like, like that's where you got to be. And this one guy I saw one time, before going into a meeting with somebody that he knew he was going to have a problem there could Mm. potentially be a problem with and he'd lose his temper i saw him before he goes in right outside the door he stops and he says a prayer he just talks to god he says god you know i don't like this person you know i'm upset right now you got to calm me down calm Mm. me down i mean he is asking and praying for patience and Mm. self-control which we know we can get Mm -hmm. but he specifically prayed for it so when he went in to see that person he could present to them Mm -hmm. god and fruit of the spirit patience self-control yeah, I think it comes back full circle to the beginning of our conversation where we were talking about those desires sometimes that come up in us and it's easier just to follow those. Mm-hmm. And if it is impatience or it is just flying off the handle and saying something. Right. Jesus isn't just saying, follow me in terms of just follow my lead, you know, and just do your best, just grit your teeth. Yeah. No, there's actually the the it's the work of the Holy Spirit, the empowering yeah. of the Holy Spirit yeah. to help us live live beyond what we can by ourselves. And one thing I was thinking about this is that the reality of God's work in our life uh, is a witness to others. Yes. And but also this, our actions validate or discredit our statements of faith. They just do. Yeah. And for me, when I look in my life, so much of what drew me to the reality of God and the good news of Christianity was seeing it at work in the lives of others, Yeah, you know, where people talked about having a relationship with God, but I really saw his peace, his strength, his provision, like in their life. Yeah. And I saw how they treated other people. So it's almost like you're seeing the power of God at work in somebody else's life. And you yeah. think there's something real there. Yeah. Like there, and maybe I couldn't describe it. Maybe I couldn't articulate it at a certain point. Right. But I was like, there's something there. And that's that's what we want to do, yeah. You know, so yeah. And it's cool because we get invited to be that 
for other people. Yes. Right. Yeah. It's amazing. So yeah, it's cool. cool Just being invited into the God's work and ministry. Well, Doug, thanks so much for your time today. Just appreciate you You being here and then all your work on, on the message as well. And thank you for listening. Always grateful for you joining us on the podcast. Just a heads up. We have a new series dropping this week on the Ridge University podcast. Foundations is a six episode series looking at some of the basics of Christian faith. So if you're new to faith, or even if you've been following Jesus for a while, why not check out that series available Wednesday, September 6th. Thanks again for being with us. We hope you'll join us next time on Beyond the Sermon. I hope you enjoyed our conversation this week. I want to mention one last thing before we go. Our heart at the Ridge is to help people grow in their relationship with God. There are so many ways to get connected into what can be life-changing environments for you and your family. The best way to keep in touch with all that is happening is through our website, ridgelife.org, but also through our weekly e-news. You can sign up to receive this directly to your inbox using the link in our podcast show notes. Finally, thanks so much for listening. If you've enjoyed what you've heard, please feel free to share with friends or family. We hope to catch you next time on Beyond the Sermon.